Hello, and welcome to Unsheathed with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs. All right, hi, everybody. Sorry we're late. Welcome to um, Unsheathed live stream number four. Number four, yeah. I believe. Yes. Thank you for... Thank you for logging in in the middle of the day here on the West Coast and hopefully end of the day on the East Coast and evening over in Europe. Or very, very early morning if you're in the Far East or Australia. I'm, uh, I'm Kyle Gold. I am busy came here a <laughs> Surprise, live stream hates me. Uh, somebody, somebody got out of work early to get here and then we were late. Um... Anyway, we are uh, we're happy to be Get back. Your life priorities straight. Um, we actually recorded an episode of the regular podcast last night, which will be up hopefully sometime this week. So we're excited about that. We're going to be uploading a few of the episodes that we recorded over the year. Um, hopefully, the FC one will go up today. It was having some uploading issues when I left it this morning. Uh, I'm over at Shea Otter right now. Yes. So we're not in our mountain bunker. We are instead no. in a garden paradise. Yes, you might be able to see actual outside, which you can't see from the mountain bunker because it's both in the mountains and in a bunker. Exactly. So. See what we did there. Um, the other thing you may notice is uh, people are saying, hey, hey, guys. Um, Hi. So, yeah, as you may be able to hear, I'm my voice is kind of recovering from a cold that I'd had over the weekend. Um, hopefully it'll last a half hour. And we have we have no wine because it is the middle of the day. Yeah, it's for the middle us. of the day. I, I still have work to do after this. Yes, and so do I. I don't know if our tone's particularly dulcet. My voice is pretty deep unless I'm flustered. And, and, and mine's kind of scratchy at this scratchy point. Scratchy and whatnot. But is it ever too early for wine? Yes, yes it is. Especially after uh, after this past weekend, um, the RMFC podcast is on the docket. Uh, actually, we uploaded it already, didn't we? The RMFC, it's up there. yeah, the RMFC one's uploaded already from last year or this year. From this year, is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I uploaded the it. The one we just did. Yeah. Oh, but. Uh, iTunes sometimes takes a few hours to update on your feeds. Okay. Well, no, I did that like a couple weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Was so you uploaded it out of order? Was that it? I think so. Oh, okay. Because I think we had it finished, and and I put oh. it up there. Oh, okay. Um, I will double check when I, I get home. Really. I might have just uploaded it to the directory and not updated the feed, but oh, okay. I oh, thought I people thought are I saying they see up. it now, so there we go. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, August twenty eighth. Wow. Okay. Yep. So there you go. Yes, and we have more real episodes on their way. Yes. You can listen to them out of time. We came unstuck from time. Briefly. Briefly. But the, um, the yeah, the FC episode will be the next one up, and then we have a short episode that we did kind of between FC and FWA, and then we have a short episode that we did last night where we kind of talk about things that are coming up and things that we're going to be doing and, and things we're working on and so on and so forth. Exciting things such as where we're going to be and what yes. we're going to be doing. And to save time, we won't recap those now because that would be redundant and stupid. Right. 
redundant Fox and Otter are not redundant. Ah, <laughs> that logically breaks my brain. Yeah, so if we're, I guess if we're not going to recap that, then uh, I will at least say that if, for those of you who don't get to listen to that episode, I have a book coming out at Rain First, which I'm very excited about, called Winter Games. It has art by the lovely Sabretooth Ehrman, and it is, it is another in our cupcake series, which is going to be very cool. And there will be an actual cupcake there, apparently. Just one big one, according to the caterer. So, uh, we will we will have fun. That is Thursday night of Rainfirst at 9 p.m. I'm presuming they put it Thursday night so that the fuzz could start selling them and it wouldn't be like last year when they did the book release Saturday night after it had already been on sale for two days. Yeah, that was a bit of a thing. How about you? What do you have going on that we didn't talk about last night? Uh, that we didn't talk about? That's a good question. Um, let's see. Um, other me is working on a cupcake as well, uh, which will hopefully be out at MFF if I get it done. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be out at MFF last year, and I didn't get it done. But uh, yeah, no, uh, that'll be a thing. Um it's one of those things that's going to sound like it's really depressing when you hear a summary of it, but it's honestly not. Just because it's me doesn't mean it's depressing. I write happy stories, too. This is true. I've seen them. I know. I think even like some of the 11 I just wrote over the summer were, were happy. Or at least bittersweet. Or slutty. Barring anything else. Here doesn't Dragon ask, how can it be a cupcake if it's giant? I asked the same that, question. That question has been brought up yeah. several times, and I think we're just going to have to wait for the answer. Yeah. I mean, if, if you make it in a cup, I guess it's still a cupcake. Oh, uh, I made somebody cry in a pizza shop. Yay, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that's better than, like, I, I'd, I'd rather be told, oh, you made me cry in a pizza shop instead of, like, you made me jerk off in a coffee shop restroom. Like, that's a little creepier. I don't know. I mean, they're both they're both reactions. They're, they it's, are. They're both emotional responses they, to a story. That is true. I would rather be... Well, I don't, I don't know that I need to be told where people are inspired to jerk off I was say, my stories, but... I guess it's better than you made me jerk off while crying. Yeah. And then that I would mean, be... I mean, what I was going to say was the worst would be like, oh, I read the story... It was okay. It didn't make me feel anything. That would probably be the worst for me. I have no strong feelings on this one way or the other. <laughs> oh, yes. The, my my College Fox story. I was really happy with that. I actually wrote that because of reading Kyle's draft of Winter Games and uh, needed to semi-abruptly you know, burst into creative energy and write something. Which was cool. So there you go. The Inspirational MX, fiction. Said he likes the train timeline one. Yeah, I, I like that I one like too. The train actually, one. that one was that one was fun because people were looking at it like, wait, like that's how long the sex lasted. I'm like, well, when was the last time you had sex and actually checked the time? Like, especially if you're doing it in a public place and yeah, need to get and, it over and done with very quickly. And you're two guys. And, and you're two guys. That's a good point too. Although, I. Uh, you know, finish your sentence. I, I, I was, I was going to without naming names, I was going to say there have been times where I wish sex was over a lot quicker, and it was. It's one of those things where it's like, look, whatever you need me to do, just tell me because clearly I'm not doing it. Unless what they get off on is like having the other person spend 
40 minutes. I mean, like, I can them. understand getting off on denying somebody else orgasm, but denying yourself an orgasm when they're trying to give you one, that's just mean. Well, there you go. Some people get off on it. But anyway, that aside, uh, what questions do we have from people in the chat room? Since yes, do any of you have done talking questions? about ourselves now? Yes, and came Hirosaki's sex life. There is no sound guy. The the, the sound guy is Kyle's laptop. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> this, these are very like ghetto podcasts here. I don't know. On the fully produced ones, we have a sound guy, but on these, it's just like yeah. us talking into a laptop. Well, so people are asking about Kit. Now, Kit is not involved with these live stream things. He is our sound guy when we do real episodes. These are kind of just kind of on the fly things that we do when we can. And partly, uh, partly the reason for that is one of the limiting factors of the other podcast is the fact that Kit needs to spend like three to four hours in post production after we record an episode. Whereas with these, because they're live, there's really no post production. It's just. We, we talk, hit save and give it a file name. We, yeah, we talk, we hit save, we give it a file name, and then it's done. So uh, it's much less stressful on Kit, and he's he is okay with that. He likes being a part of it, but uh, he also likes being more involved as a producer and planning things, and these are very off-the-cuff, just kind of like, hey, we're going to show up and chat with our fans, and he's like, he doesn't need to be here for that. So it's all just production. Well, if by production you mean we hit a button and then talk, <laughs> then yes, I guess it's production. Yeah, pretty much. I will pass along your hellos to Kit. DJ wonders if there's a reference to Dev and Waterways. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know there's a there. I know there's a there's, there's, there's a Brian reference. Right? There's intertextuality throughout Waterways and Out of Position. Um, there's references to. I don't know if there's a reference to Dev specifically, but there's a reference to, uh, yeah, there's a reference to Brian. I don't remember. Yeah. I think I think somebody else asked me about that. Like, there's a name, Dev, in Waterways somewhere, which... Oh, yeah. If you read about it, he's not a tiger and he's not a football player. Yeah. Or he might be a tiger, but he's not a football player. So, no, it's not a reference to Dev the tiger from out of position. Yeah. I was asking, there's a, the postcard from Gooses, which is... From a Hirosaki, wondering if that's a reference to me. And like, well, unless Kyle knows somebody else with the fake last name Hirosaki. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's from me, because as I recall, uh, that individual didn't have a very good grasp of English. So. Really? Was, I, th I thought it was kind of like that sort of Japanized English. Maybe. My I remember man. it's like Mount Fuji and stuff he was like not, that. He was not consulted on the contents of the postcard. No. It was just sort of a little happy shout out. I could have written the postcard while really drunk. <laughs> that is very. That is true. I was going to say, uh, I have written something very interesting to Kyle while drunk at least once, which uh, we won't say. It's a, it's a bit personal, but uh, I remember you were very amused. Dear dear sober Hirosaki, <laughs> why does this egg not fry? <laughs> Love drunk Hirosaki. <laughs> Oh, man. Eggs are probably one of the few things I could cook while drunk. Although, at my rate, I would probably burn myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would probably burn yeah. yourself even if you were sober. No, I know. The way you're going now. Earlier this summer, like, within the span of, like, four days, I burned myself three times. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, um, I don't think we have any other questions queued up just yet. So, if one of our lovely listeners would provide us with one. As otherwise, I, otherwise, we're going to just, like... So 
So the so the self-confessed virgin points out that Lee can quote perform while drunk. Is this actually common? It's it's certainly not uncommon to not be able to perform while drunk. I will say, speaking completely hypothetically and not from experience at all whatsoever. All right, there you go. <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> Stonewalling me into a corner with your silence. I'm. I don't really have any experiences that I. I, I mean, yeah. my my research, without <laughs> limiting it to the to personal experience, is has indicated that it is certainly possible. I do not know how common it is because yeah. I have not gone around polling people to ask, yeah. "Can you perform sexually while drunk?" Yeah. And also, for those of you who don't know, Kyle doesn't really run around getting drunk himself. So. Right. Um. Setsune asks um, about uh, the author P. Zinsky. Is that a specific reference or in-joke? Well, there was actually a story that's up on So Furry called... Um, Beautiful was World? It, called? No. No, it was called The Real World. The I Real think. World, that's right. Beautiful World was, like I think, one of your Which, worries, stories about me, right? It was. Yeah. Um, so it's a story on So Furry called The Real World, which actually features that author as a character. Um, so you can go look that up. That will answer all of your questions. I haven't read the well, story. Well, not though. really. No, no. But and then some other characters from that story actually have a cameo appearance in Shadow of the Father, also. So there you go. Intertextuality again. That's one that I actually never extracted to put into other collections. No, because I, I, I just realized I haven't seen it in a long time. No, that would have that would have fit nicely into Weasel Presents. I wonder if I'd written it by then. No, you had. You had no, written I'm it sure several I had. years I don't before. Think, yeah, I don't think I've written any Argea stories since. So no. No, you haven't. Um, but I, I will. I will have to fix that. When you start writing, do you use double space or you put in a paragraph and a space? What? I. None of the above. Yeah. No. I mean, the formatting is something that is determined by what medium it's going to be presented in. Um, I use single space after period everywhere now. Yeah. And I do not use leading tabs at the beginning of paragraphs. Yeah. I let word or whatever I'm in take care of that with style. Yeah, style, there's like a style, I think it's usually called first line indent. And then, and for what it's worth, when you post things online, most parsers, when it outputs your story, will correct the two spaces after a period to a one space anyway, which I actually didn't know for several years. Um, if you, yeah, if you output it in HTML, because, yeah. uh, because any amount of white space is equivalent to just one space. Right. So they, they all... Sort of compress yeah, that down. My, when I do it, especially when I do things for print, when I'm done, I have to search and replace double space after period to period single because like space, it's just space, yeah. 30 plus years of muscle memory. Just I can't train myself out of it unless I'm on a smartphone because... Well, then the smartphone, you have the shortcut where you just hit space twice. Right. Or actually, well, no, that's, that's also not true though because I do translation work and in translation work, especially for video games, uh, like space considerations are like at a premium, so you can only put a space after a period, and I can do it right. there. But I think it's because I'm in a different mindset than just regular writing. One problem that I have sometimes with the keyboards that I use is either I don't hit the space hard enough or the space is not sensitive enough, and so I end up with a lot of places where I have a period and no space after it, which is much harder to search and replace for. Yeah. What would be some tips for new writers who are writing longer stories like Out of Position? Longer stories, you mean like novels? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently. Uh, let's see. If you're a beginning writer and trying to start a novel right away, hmm. I would recommend you, trying to outline. Yeah. I mean, just because <clears throat> if you're if you're not used to writing in the novel format, 
keeping that whole thing in your head is kind of difficult and at least do a short outline so that you know these are the beats of the story if you don't if you don't know that term the beats just kind of mean the major points um here's the here's what the character wants at the beginning and here's the trouble that he goes through to get it and here's how he gets it or doesn't get it at the end i would actually i have two pieces of advice one is to read um like guides for how to write screenplays because basic novel structure and screenplay structure can be very similar, especially for novels that aren't super complicated. Which, again, if you're just starting out, try not to make it super complicated. Right. Uh, the other piece of advice I have is brace yourself for the fact that it probably won't be any good. Um, it's yeah. your first novel. I can almost guarantee you that nobody's first novel has really, or almost nobody's first novel has been worth anything. I tried writing my first novel four times, and it still was garbage, so... You know, don't don't worry about that. Actually, I think my first several novels. <laughs> and you can, I mean, that doesn't mean that you, that doesn't mean you can't reuse the idea. No. Because a lot of people have said, well, I tried to write this as a novel when I was 18 or 22 or whenever I tried to write my first novel, and it didn't work, so I had to trunk it, but I still liked the idea, so when I'd gotten a little more experience, I went back and revisited it and wrote it again, and then it came out much better. Yeah, I mean, I stole characters from my first failed novel and put them into my other books. Right. And that's where, that's where like, Arkady comes from. He was, like, m- like this one character's father, and I'm like, you know what, like, I need, like, a mysterious secret agent character. I was like, yoink, you're Don't. mine. Like, hey, I, I already know you. Um, he says, you know, what, what's your problem with keeping it interesting? He says his problem... Uh, currently is keeping it interesting when it is that long. Uh, in that case, maybe the story doesn't need to be that long. If if you don't have enough content to make it a novel, then don't make it a novel. People always ask, oh, how long should my story be? And our response is usually as long as it needs to be. If if your plot isn't, uh, you know, structured enough to, to be a novel, then maybe it's not a novel. And that's fine. I mean, don't force it to be a novel just so you can say you wrote it. Right. And... You know, the, the plot of a novel, generally, by and large, is a character going through some kind of experience on a... And then and the plot is different from the story. So the plot is the actual physical uh, journey the character takes. Yeah, like the chain of events that... Like, right. Yeah. So, for example, we'll, we'll use Star Wars because it's a great example for a lot of things. The plot of Star Wars is uh, boiled down. Um, Luke Skywalker, seeking adventure, um, rescues the princess, gains some Jedi training, and helps the Rebel Alliance defeat the Empire's greatest threat. Yeah. And that's a fairly simple plot. But that's not a novel. Right. What makes that... What makes Star Wars a... What the story of Star Wars is, is Luke Skywalker, um, farm boy seeking adventure who doesn't know much about the world, learns about the world and learns what it means to be a hero. And his there's there's the point in the the movie which I've talked about in some of my other panels. Um, it's a really it's a really understated point, but it is the pivotal character moment of Star Wars. Yeah, is when Luke is being trained with the other rebel pilots and Han comes over to him and says, Hey, why are you wasting your time with these guys? Why don't you come with me? You're a pretty good fighter. You're a pretty good shooter. Yeah. 
And basically, he is offering Luke everything, everything that young Luke at the beginning of the movie wanted. Adventure, excitement, pretty wild things, yeah. you know, a life of free of responsibility and all that. And Luke turns him down. And that is what makes Star Wars a better story than just its plot. Yeah. It's, the, it's that character moment in there. So, anyway, the, the point of this is, if your story is not an extended character journey, then maybe it's a shorter story. Yeah. If it's just a moment in time. It doesn't mean you can't go back and look at your characters and figure out what the character journey is, um, etc. I, I don't know. You, go, you talk now. Yeah. Um, don't, don't fall into the trap that longer is better. Or that more is better. Um, you, know, you you hear the saying also as less is more. That's very true of writing a lot. Um, you can get a lot more out of a succinctly told story than one that meanders and that plods and that is padded out with you know descriptions and sequences that have nothing to do uh, with you know what you know it has to you know what what's even you know the, the point of it all. At the uh... right, and sort of from a more from a more practical sense, if you do have a long story and your story is basically of the form, you know, Luke Skywalker rescues Rebel Princess, helps Empire or helps Rebel Alliance defeat Empire, and you're kind of like, okay, so then they go get in the ship and they go to where the princess is, and you're like, well, that's kind of boring because one of your comments is, how do I keep it interesting? Um, at any point in the story where you're thinking this is kind of boring. How do I make it more interesting? Ask yourself, what could go wrong at this point in the story? And ideally it would be something that would go wrong, which would bring the characters questions about themselves into relief. But, you know, in general, from a plot standpoint, you construct plots out of, um, what's, what, what went wrong and how do the characters get past it? So have more things go wrong. That's the simple answer. Yeah. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yep. Did somebody just say midichlorians? Yeah, they're talking about midichlorians. And the uh, Mythic Fox points out the, the old axiom of when things get boring, send people to kick down the door with guns. Yeah. Um, have either of us read Fifty Shades of Grey? Nope. Uh, no. My sister-in-law has. Actually, she's read all three of them. I, I've heard uh, from a lot of people who have read it. Um, the... The consensus among secondhand opinions that I've gotten is it's a terrible book and I couldn't put it down. <laughs> it's like watching the room. It's um it's kind of funny that it came from Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. That 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 that's where it breaks down for me. Not that it's just sort I of mean, like a torrid sex fantasy. I've, and I've there's been, there's room for that sort of thing. I've defended Twilight and all, but I could see Twilight fan fiction that is actually better than Twilight, which would amuse me quite a bit. Um, so I don't know. I'm willing to give it a chance. It it's actually encouraged me a little bit because it's made me feel a lot less self conscious about the explicit books that I've put out. Because and I'm sure you know Fifty Shades is definitely not two guys going at it and probably not quite as explicit as I describe it. But at the same time, I've started running across a lot more uh, sexual scenes in mainstream books that are um, really kind of more horrifying than the stuff I write. I mean, the stuff I write is detailed, but it's usually pretty uh, positive, I guess. Yeah. 
It's, you, 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 no, I mean, unless you want to count pending a fortune. <laughs> well, yeah, I was thinking about that too. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Out of position, I have better sex scenes than Fifty Shades, somebody wrote. So thank well, you for that. I, I think also the the overlapping sphere of interest between people who would be turned on by Out of Position versus Fifty Shades of Grey is, I think, that's a very, very like slim slice of the Venn diagram. I would like to think it's bigger, because I would like to think that you could go up to people and say, hey, did you like that book about bondage and... You know, that erotic thriller about bondage. You could read this erotic romance about a fox and a tiger. He points out the roughest you've got is, is drunk sack. Well, and out of position, yes. He has other stuff where there's. Yeah, there's a bad that. scene in Pendant. Yeah. But. It's even illustrated for those of you who. Yeah, yeah. Who want to have. Sarah had to do that. Of course she did. Yep. <laughs> Which didn't surprise me at all. Nope. I didn't, I didn't necessarily complain. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's, it is a. It is a powerful and important scene, and I think one that deservedly stood out. We won't spoil it in case you haven't read it. And if you haven't read it, why haven't you read it? Yeah. I ask you. <laughs> I can say that because I didn't write it. Um, so we're coming up on, I think, close to our half hour, maybe five more minutes. Um, two more questions, or one if it's really involved. Give us a question. Yeah, come on, people. All right. Because of IT work, I'm constantly inundated with horrendously dry technical material. How can I recapture the joy of reading? Find a good book. Yeah, no. Like, seriously, like, it sounds like dumb advice, but it's not. Just find a, a good book and set aside time to read it. Don't, like, oh, I'll read it in the five or ten minutes that I have. Like, no. Like, tell yourself, like, I'm not going to chat online. I'm not going to play WoW. I'm not going to idly masturbate. I'm going to like sit down for an and hour. Actively masturbate. Or, and actively <laughs> masturbate. Um, while reading Cloud Atlas. No. Uh, I would. I would also say if you're if you're just kind of tired of the act of reading, like if words on a screen or words mm-hmm. on a page tires you, try an audiobook. Um, there's. Nah, that's not a bad idea. There are a bunch that we could recommend, and a couple I could tell you to stay away from. Uh, I'm because I'm looking at it on the bookshelf right behind the auto right now. The um, Terry Pratchett, Going Postal, I listened to on audiobook recently, and it was an amazingly well-performed audiobook. Uh, what else have I listened to? I can to? imagine they put a lot of care into those. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so I would say that. And I know you like the Harry Potter ones. The Harry Potter audiobooks are great. Um, the, the Hunger Games audiobooks are all right. The problem is, for me, that they expose the flaws in her writing, which you, you can't skim over like you can in the paper version. Yeah. Um, uh, what else should I listen to that I like? Oh, uh, Elmore Leonard. Oh, okay. Elmore Leonard books, if you like kind of that mystery thriller, uh, the one, the specific one that I listened to was called um, Tishamongo Blues, and that one was quite good. But Elmore Leonard is just a really good writer, and his books are very active and they adapt well to the audio format so um so check those out and i would also i'll also say i am in i'm in talks so that hopefully next year you will see some of my books come out on audiobook i'm trying to make that happen as best i can how is the anti-oop going uh the anti-oop is uh is waiting at the moment for the books to show up in other charity auctions. I think I've done like three or four chapters of it right now. 
Um, one we were given out as a prize to the guy who guessed the number of words in the manuscript. And so I'm, I'm kind of waiting on Blotch. And Blotch has had a really busy summer. They've been traveling a lot. They've been stressed a lot because of kind of lots of extracurricular stuff going on. So I haven't, and they're they're trying to get their please, second please don't book out. Blotch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blotch not, is very busy. Do not pest with the blotch. Busy and stressed. They're trying to get their second book out next year. Or so uh, the second Nordgard book that is. So they've been they've been real busy, and I haven't wanted to sort of pest with them for illustrations. But hopefully we'll have uh, another one of the books in the charity auction at Rainforest. And, and I, have to, I should actually make sure I make that happen. Uh, what other cons will I be at? Uh, maybe we'll bring one up to Galaxicon. That would be fun. I don't know if they have a charity auction. Uh, Oklacon, maybe also. Yeah. But uh, If Galaxicon doesn't have a charity auction, I want to know why. Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, just because the, 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 charity, the charity auction I know has been a science fiction convention staple in the past, but for some of the smaller ones, they might not mm. have it. Um, we're hoping that there are going to be a lot of furries up at Galaxicon, so. Goodbye, UPS truck. Yeah. Uh, would you publish OOP3 without blotch illustrations? Um, is there any scenario in the world in which I would publish it without blotch illustrations? Yes. I mean, if... <laughs> if blotch both suddenly died. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if the... if. If something drastic happened, or if they just came back and said, we can't do the illustrations, then yeah, I would publish it without the illustrations. But if it's a question of, well, you know, they're going to be two months late with the illustrations, and I'm like, okay, well, that means I'll release it at FWA instead of FC, then yeah, I would wait. I mean, they've they have, uh, really done so well by those yeah. characters that I... They're, they're effectively part of the brand at this point. Yeah, given, given, uh, given the opportunity to, to have them in the book, I would, I would hold off if need be. Uh, that's about it. We're, we're at about quarter after. I think we started about quarter till. So okay. um, we will wrap this up. Thank you guys all for coming by in the middle of our day. Yeah. And for giving us something to do in the middle of ours. Yeah, let us... Uh, no, I... Got a shorter time frame in which to get the rest of my work for the day done, but that's okay. Yeah, me too. It, won't, that's be, all it right. won't be that bad. It's actually going pretty smoothly. And yeah, I have I have stuff to get done too. <laughs> if they do the illustrations, that mean they get to read the manuscript. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> it would be very difficult for them to illustrate a book if they didn't know. Well, what I mean, I, I know I know cases where I could just give them scenes and be like, "This is what's going on. Draw this." Yeah, but, but it's much easier if they get to read it. Yeah, and they the want to be inspired. To yeah, and they that. want to so. All right, guys, we will see you in uh, probably a couple weeks, actually. I think two weeks from today we'll still be here. Yeah. And then later that week we'll be and then in Seattle. Later that week we'll be in Rainforest. Yeah. All right. Take care, everyone. Is this my cue to cut it off now? <laughs>